When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy hump day. You are just about over the hump, everybody. Hump day. Hump day. And uh, we like to start the show every day on the Colleen and Bradley show with the three things we think you need to hear in order to be in the know on this very beautiful hump day. It is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com and we do everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainers on vacation. We'll talk about that more later. Mm-hmm. Holly Roberts is in and this is your three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. That's the magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. One of the things that brings me great joy is the melodic sound of Alex Trebek rapping. Well, the bar is low for I joy know, for but, you, Colleen. <laughs> but... Seriously, you're going to listen to this, and I I dare you to just be like, that's not hilarious. It is so funny to hear Alex Trebek recite new lyrics to newfangled songs. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Okay, so we are just at the very end of the college championship week, and they had a category on Jeopardy called Deep Lyrics. And um, this is Alex Trebek. Reciting the musical stylings of Rihanna, Megan Trainer, Charlie Puth, etc., etc., etc. Learn, 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 learn. Hurt, 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 hurting. Who is Rihanna? <laughs> Didn't I sound like her? <laughs> nah, to the ah, uh, to the no, no, no. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. Thatcher. Who's Trainer? Megan Trainer. Correct. Lyrics twelve hundred. What are you doing to me? What are you doing, huh? What are you doing to me? What what are you doing, huh? <laughs> I'm so glad everybody loved my rendition, but I'm not sure Charlie Puth would have liked it. <laughs> High tops in the summer. Don't be a bummer, babe. Don't be a bummer. Don't be a bummer. Eric. Who's Lana Del Rey? Right. Wiggle, 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 yeah. Wiggle, 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 yeah. <laughs> Eric. Who's Pipple? No. Thatcher. Who's Derulo? No. Hannah. Who was LMFAO? Yes. That was fabulous. You guys, I want an album. I want an album. Do you? I do. Do you, Colleen? Like a novelty album. You know what I mean? You need to go back and listen to the novelty albums of William Shatner and or Leonard Niboy. Doing the same kind of thing? Doing the same kind of thing. However, that LMFAO one was hard. 
Well, yeah, of course it was. That's why it was the last. It was the last one in the category for five hundred points. Exactly, Alex. exactly. Um, I do have to say. Well, no, I'm going to say no. I'm not. I'm going to talk about it. For your opinion, Colleen. It's not even an opinion. I just have had an observation about life recently. Um, I want to just come out as a big fan of Jason Derulo. I did not recognize how much I loved Derulo until I started listening to a lot of his music. And I'm like, I love Derulo. He has great songs. But here's the best part. Do you know this? Derulo is like a musical game of Where's Waldo? Because at some point... Often at the front of the song, possibly sometimes at the very end of the song, or somewhere in the midst of the song, he will just drop his own name like this. Derulo. <laughs> sometimes it's do. at the beginning. Colleen, sometimes need- it's at the end. It's Where's Waldo? You need a reminder. But I love that. You're midway through the song. You're yes. thinking about Wiggle, and you're thinking about Dirty Thoughts. You're like, dirty. what am I listening to? What am I listening to? <laughs> Derulo. And yeah. I like that, and I really wish more musical artists would do that, because that is like pre Shazam like you don't need Shazam if if Derulo is telling you who's singing the song right Derulo <laughs> I well Pitbull does the same thing yes. remember Pitbull it's a Mr. good thing worldwide it's a good thing it's a good thing by the way I would just like everybody uh, if you'd like to have your Derulo assignment of the day wiggle, I want wiggle, everybody wiggle, wiggle, the one wiggle. that I'm really into lately wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Uh, is an older <laughs> track it's called oh, a deep one riding solo Oh. Um, and I just want everybody to experience that. It's a good song and it's kind of about empowerment. Sounds a little suggestive. It's not. It's not. It's so it's about like, you know, I'm sorry we broke up, but now I'm on my own. I feel good. I'm putting on my sunglasses. I'm getting in my car. I'm riding solo tonight. It's Those all are the best song. So man. good. It is empowerment. Oh. Okay, sorry. And he uses total outs on the cover of that single, Colleen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like he gets me. He gets you. Derulo. All right, moving on. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Boy, I took that in weird places. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> We're on a journey. Uh-huh. Uh, yesterday afternoon, news broke that former First Lady Barbara Bush died at the age of 92. And uh, we found a clip of her from back in 1994 talking with Larry King about her wonderful life. I looked and the airplane went into the White House and a lot of things happened. The Pope. Arafat met with Rabin. A lot of things happened. And I sat and watched the news. Darling Jessica Tandy died and Hume Cronin. And I thought, you know, I knew every single person or place that was on that television set, thanks to George Bush, with the exception of Arafat. And George did meet him this year. But every other person knew me, and I knew them. Quite a life. That's an amazing life. Because I always knew that I was lucky and that life had been good to me. But I really remembered again how really good it had been. I love people. I really loved living in the White House, but I don't miss it at all. Don't you miss what you love? No. No, because I got more. We're having the best time you've ever known. So that was former First Lady Barbara Bush talking about her time in the White House in the late 80s and early 90s. And when you think about it, when you're associated with the head of state, you're going to meet fantastically wonderful people. She was talking about Jessica Tandy and Hume Cronin. They were actors uh, talking about heads of state. And Barbara Bush, by the way, she was childhood sweethearts with George H.W. Bush. Oh, I, you know, I did honestly, I didn't know a ton about about her life, Barbara Bush's life, just because she was at the height of her notoriety and fame at a time when I was watching Care Bears and, Mm -hmm. you know, probably picking my nose. But (laughs) she, some things never change. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Barbara Bush uh, led a pretty incredible life, regardless of what you think of her. Um, I know that some, you know, 
she was a, an incredible person. She incredible really, life. really was. And I, one of the things I find to be really interesting about her, and I was actually looking to make sure I actually had this fact right. I believe that she's one of only two women who served as first lady to her, her husband being president and then also was the mother of a president. Yeah, the only other person who has done that in the history of the U.S. was Abigail Adams. Mm-hmm. She was married to John Adams, and she was mom to John, John Quincy, Quincy Adams. Adams. So knowledge, I know it's, but it, I just thought you know that is something like that. That tells a story about a family who who um, who cares about our country and really saw that as like a calling. Yeah, to 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 be a part of. Um, politics in that way and um and just, just an interesting life and again um i don't know if we mentioned this but um mother of six six five or six um that i mean that mm-hmm. in of six children um one of them died as a child so there's that part of the story right and then but then just to, like get your brain around uh, having all of that responsibility be, and then moving yeah. into the White House and being the first lady and oh my gosh. And the threat of history. And then it's remember amazing. that Prescott Bush, the dad of George H.W. Bush, was also a senator from Connecticut. That's right. That's right. And yeah, it's just a yeah, sad sorry. loss, big yeah. loss. Um, but a life well lived. A life very well lived. All right, moving on. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so we yesterday heard of this story just as we were closing up the show, yeah. the Colleen and Bradley show yesterday, um, we started to see headlines of this Southwest flight where uh, the engine exploded and uh, they had to make an emergency landing. There are all kinds of stories of what happened on board, but one of the stories that I think is so amazing is the story of the pilot, Tammy Joe, is it Schultz, who you are going to hear in this clip stays absolutely and completely calm in the face of tons of chaos around her in order to land this plane and get over a hundred people on the ground safely. Listen to the calm in her voice. Southwest 1380. I understand your emergency. Let me know when you want to go in. Yeah, we have a part of the aircraft missing, so we're going to need to slow down a bit. Southwest 1380, speed is your discretion. Maintain uh, at any altitude above 3,000 feet. Southwest 1380, you'd like to turn, start turning inbound. Southwest 1380, turn, uh, just start turning southbound there. There's a Southwest 737 on a four-mile final. We'll be turning southbound. Start looking for the airport. It's off to your right and slightly behind you there. And uh, altitude is your discretion. Use caution for the uh, downtown areas. Okay, could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got... Uh, Injured passengers. Injured passengers, okay. And are you, is your airplane physically on fire? No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. They said there's a hole in, and uh, someone went out. That's incredible. Isn't that insane? That was actual audio from the cockpit, and that was pilot Tammy Jo Schultz. By the way, uh, Colleen, she used to be a Navy pilot, and it's also being reported that she was one of the first female F-18 pilots in history. Which is like amazing, right? And I I have to just reveal my very own, I don't want to say bias, that's not it, but I was looking at a picture from uh, kind of the aftermath, and there was a woman in the picture talking to somebody and I thought, Oh, okay. What I thought I was seeing was a flight attendant talking Mm -hmm. to somebody else. Then when I read the caption, I had to read it twice. How like it's 2018. Yep. And I still was sort of operating uh, under that like notion. And so 
my point is this if if like if you had that moment of of realization it's okay like it's okay well and i honestly think that we're finally getting to the point where the women who were groundbreaking in the military and and doing things like this like tammy joe schultz now she's getting in a position where she is going to be actively working in these Mm -hmm. kinds of situations so now we're getting that wave of people right women like her working in positions like pilots not to say that there haven't been female wonderful fantastic female pilots in the past but it certainly is rare. It, it is um, rare. And how amazing to just hear. I mean, honestly, when I think about the calm in her voice and how she was able to get all of these people to the ground safely. Yes. And, you know, even just the casual sort of recommendation of, you know, could we please have some emergency personnel on site yeah. when we get down there? Because the we've fact got some that problems. your engine exploded behind you yeah. and you're at 30,000 feet. And, and you're some, also reporting that someone may have been sucked out of the window. And you're aware of that. And you're, she's that the sense of calm. You know, it really does. In, in times like those, it's in the times that everything is going right in the in the air. We are already thankful of the pilots and the hard work they do. Mm-hmm. But it really comes into play when you see something like this happen. I mean, it it reminds me of Sully. Yes. In that same sense of like, we're just going to make this happen. I'm in charge of this flight. We're going to get on the ground, get everybody down there safely. And that is the number one concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but a remarkable story nonetheless. And more and more is coming out about what exactly happened, why it happened, um, and who was injured. Uh, there was one person who died mm-hmm. uh, from from the from that experience. And um, she has been named. Um, as her I just want to get her name Jennifer right. Jennifer Riordan. Yep. And she was from New Mexico, a mom of two who worked for Wells Fargo. Exactly. Exactly. So our condolences, obviously, to that family. Mm-hmm. But a remarkable story that we're still paying attention to. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got Elizabeth Reese bringing the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 107. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Time for a dirt alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hi, Elizabeth. Oh, hello, you guys. It is nice to be with you today. Of course, the top story across all media today is the death of Barbara Bush, yes. who mm-hmm. passed away um, last night. And I think what is so fun today to see is uh, lots of people wearing pearls mm-hmm. in honor of oh, Barbara. Yeah. I'm going to be doing no. that today on Twin Cities. Oh, Live. that's awesome. Pearls, and they will be fake pearls, just like Barbara mm-hmm. Bush. It has been fun to look back and see, you know, just her moments of influence and her moments of strength. And then also just understanding the relationship that she has with her husband, George Bush. And I say has, because I think when you're in a marriage mm-hmm. for 73 years, that relationship transcends death mm-hmm. and will continue. Mm-hmm. And um, they were together for so long they met when she was 16 they got married when she was 19 and 73 years of marriage and a lot of people have been saying that they have five children and i just want to make sure that we're really clear that they have six children thank you all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lost their little Robin at the age of three who died of leukemia, and Barbara will be laid to rest next to her dear Robin. And I saw um, some reporters talking about their interviews with her today, and one of them was saying that they'd interviewed Barbara just a few years ago, and um, the chair that she sat in so often at home faced a portrait of her little girl, Robin, and that when uh, the reporter brought that up and said, you know, this this chair faces Robin, you know, talk about what her life meant to you, that she continued to tear up, which I think is just such a, and Colleen, you understand this better than I'm actually tearing up. I know, but that understanding that no matter how long your life is, Mm -hmm. that every life that you create is just such an important part of your heart and that it follows you. So I hope that, I I believe her family is finding solace and understanding that she is now reunited with her yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I happen to believe that with every every fiber of my being. And it is one of the things that I actually appreciated knowing about her when we suffered the loss of our firstborn mm-hmm. um, at three months. I, don't, I Some listeners don't even maybe know that that's the case. But our firstborn child our died Brady of SIDS. A Brady girl uh, at three and a half months of age. She would have been uh, 13 now. And I, I remember reading words from Barbara Bush really? and taking, mm-hmm. I mean, you do that. You sort of search out anybody to know that people get through that because yeah. it's the darkest time. Well, and for her, it was her first baby too, exactly. which I think mm-hmm. is another helpful thing for you. And I really did relate to a lot of the things she said about it. And, and again, you know, it, there is no pain like a bereave, the pain of a bereaved parent. It is no. the thing that everybody says you don't want to happen. Um, and yet I appreciate that she was open and honest with people about what that was like and how she chose to bring to keep that child alive in her life. Absolutely. Because we all do it on some level. And then her children, who um, continued on to be raised in that family, referred to her as the enforcer. She was the one who mm-hmm. got the job done. You can see, you could see it on her face. I know. I love. Yes. I would have never crossed her. No. <laughs> the stories of her like staring down aides who yes. she thought like weren't up to par, who were you know how they were handling um, life in the White House were was really fascinating. And I think um, also the reality of just the just a really great sense of um, of pride, but also humble nature when she talked about the Bush sort of family dynasty when it comes to politics. And when Jeb Bush wanted to run for president, you know, at, earlier she said, they don't need, we don't need any more Bushes in the White House. Mm-hmm. She didn't like that idea of one family having so much political power mm-hmm. and the impact that that could have on a democracy. But then she ended up, when he decided to run, changing her tune and saying later on um, that when she saw how much the country needed her son, she believed that it was important for him to step up mm-hmm. and run. But mm-hmm. it was in the in the name of service. For sure. Ultimately, she saw Jeb running for president as a way that her family could serve the public and good. And some of her concern of not doing it was the sacrifice that comes along with it when it comes to your family. Mm-hmm. And because she understood firsthand. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It really is. I, I am hopeful that, that, that people will continue to read more about her life mm-hmm. and her beliefs and her thoughts and her approach to different issues right because i think you might be surprised uh, at some of the wonderful things that she supported well and you can remember that she was much much more popular than her husband mm-hmm. during his presidency mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. hashtag ladies so, yeah. <laughs> hashtag work it for 
first lady. Yes. yes. Also, first lady should have a salary if they're going to do all that work. Ding, 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 ding. Holy Thank buckets. You. Agreed. That's what I think. As the daughter of a Lutheran minister who, where the pastor's wife is expected to do a lot and the daughter of a uh, now a college president where the wife is expected there are certain mm-hmm. duties. I'm a big believer in compensation for mm-hmm. that. 100%. Yes, hello. Anyway, uh, let's move on to a couple of other stories today. Chris Pratt is being real. He says divorce sucks. Yeah, 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 good. The sky, That's what he told sky is guys blue. Also, in other news, grass is green. <laughs> he told Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, he said, at the end of the day, we've got a great kid who's got two parents who love him very much, and we are finding a way to navigate this while still remaining friends and still being kind to one another. It's not ideal, but yeah, I think both of us are probably doing better. He's talking about his ex-wife, mm-hmm. Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, Why, you know, you two. Why couldn't you make it work again? All eyes on Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell because that's like that is the relationship that I'm like that's got to stay right where it is. Have you been listening? You to don't his know podcast. The armchair know. Expert? Yes, I have. <laughs> I just started listening to a couple episodes and it is really fun. It's fun. It's uh, yes, it's fun. It's it's funny for me to listen to it because having a background in radio, yeah. there are things that. It's irritate a, me that shouldn't it's that a probably don't irritate me. It's yes lengthy, yeah I, I think there are things that irritate me that wouldn't maybe irritate the average person okay so let me tell you this i think it's one that it's nice to listen to while you're doing other things like don't listen to it while you're driving yeah. because while you're driving you want to listen to my talk always thank you and yep. you want to um like really focus on it if you have other distractions then those little things i think won't bug you as much. great yeah. selling point <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, thank you for this oh, great dirt alert. Uh, we need a caller to play our 30-second pop culture challenge, 651-641-1071. We're going to give it 30 seconds to answer five questions. You could win a prize, but you got to get them all right at 1230 on My Talk 1071. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off. He's in paradise. Holly Roberts is here with us in whatever this place is. Not paradise, and but it's good. It is good. Yes, it's good it's enough. Good. And this is our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Who's playing the game today, Colleen? And I will tell them what they're playing for. Emily's on the line, and what is she playing for? Emily is playing for a Nutrisource prize pack and a Chuck and Don's gift card. Fun. Hello, Emily. Hi. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. I will start the timer after I ask the first question. Here we go. Lauren Hill was a singer in which 90s group? The Fugees. Who wrote the book It? Stephen King. The competition show Hell's Kitchen is presented by which celebrity chef? Gordon Ramsay. The Invisible Woman and the Human Torch are members of what superhero team? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, You can skip it if you need to. Can I come back to it? Yep. Harley Quinn is the sidekick to which comic book villain? Um, Uh, Emily, I know. I would have been tripped up on the superheroes as well. Thank you so much for playing, Emily. You can play again tomorrow. We play every day at 1230. It's the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. Let's answer those questions so people aren't, you know, stuck on the Google. Yes. Harley Quinn is the sidekick to which comic book villain? The Joker. And the Invisible Woman and the Human Torch are members of what superhero team? The Fantastic Four. Wonderful. Thank you. Now that we've done that, we move on to the solving of 
mysteries. And we do it in the form of blind items that Holly has uh, brought to our attention in a segment that we call Blinded by the Item. And joining us today for our Blinded by the Item segment is one Donna Valentine. Hi, Donna. Hi. Ready to play? I am. We have. Is this thing on? Okay, good. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's start with our first blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. Okay. We have to think of an A-list talk show host. Okay. A-list talk show host. Here is your blind item. If the show can get a long enough break and tape some of the shows in advance, the plan is to try and get this A-list talk show host into rehab. He just can't control his drinking. Oh, it's a he. It's a he. See, I was going to go like Wendy Williams because that she's always been that uh, thing for us. Um, Oh, wow. A-list. A-list. Talk show. Can I ask, are we in the morning or the afternoon? We are in... The oh, evening. Jimmy in the Fallon. evening. Jim, oh. Yep. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, 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 time. Ding, yeah. Ding. Okay. Yep. So um, we've sort of thought that that rumor was the case for some time. Yeah. All right. I'll fill in the blank for you. If The Tonight Show can get a long enough break and tape some shows in advance, the plan is to try and get Jimmy Fallon into rehab. He just can't control his drinking. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Me too. I, rem- I want to say that when he was here doing the show... Um, and I'm trying to remember. I okay, so I watched during when the they Super did it Bowl. during the Super Bowl. When he was like, I saw a video of him as he was walking in, and people were saying hi to him, and super kind and super affable and very sweet. Yeah. And he was engaged, but there was something about when he was doing the show where I just felt like he was off. Well, and and keep in mind the show aired way after. You know, the yes. game. So he was probably out partying, partying and yep. Um, yep, drinking. Yeah. yeah. And and we've, uh, page six, I think, of the most of the tabloids has reported about Jimmy Fallon in the past being a hard partier, right. yep. enjoying himself a good cocktail. Well, and you, do you remember that accident that he had with his ring finger where yep. his oh! ring got stuck on something and ended up, I mean, it was a bad, bad accident. Yes. And then Stuffing. shortly after that, do you remember this? Yep. He got a very severe cut and had to have, um, stitches on his hand Uh, and many people said that both of those were probably alcohol related and he was also out partying Mm -hmm. with people in new york just hanging just just meeting strangers on his own yeah weird yeah we wish him the best yes absolutely i hope he gets if if he's ready for help i hope he gets it and also his ratings he's losing to colbert yeah now so that might be an issue you know yeah, point no. of contention for them too. Oh, we wish you the best, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Absolutely. Moving on. Our next blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with an A-list couple. Think about an A-list couple as I read the following blind item. I have written about this in the past few weeks, but apparently since I wrote it, this A-list couple has not been with their kids in person. And it isn't like at least one of them couldn't. I feel like they are props they wish they could give back. <gasps> Ooh, A-list couple. Oh, no. An A-list couple who has, has children with their kids in person. Why do I feel like we had a similar, and I would say that they were more than A-list, but didn't we have some blind item recently about the Clooney 
situation. Oh. Ding, 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 wow. ding, 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 ding. Wow. Now I'm telling you that this is an unconfirmed blind item on crazydaysandnights.net, meaning that when I give a correct ding, I'm going with the consensus of the comment section. Yes. Okay, so we're thinking it's Amal and George. Yeah, I'll fill in the blank for you. I've written about this in the past few weeks, but apparently since I wrote it, George and Amal Clooney have not been with their kids in person. And it isn't like at least one of them couldn't. I feel like they are props they wish they could give back. That breaks my heart. I don't like that. Not at all. Props I w- yeah. they wish they could give back? You know, wow. it's interesting because, I, the I, okay, now I'm recalling that the last blind item had something to do with basically the state where they lived where she wanted to live kind of like a calmer uh, life and have people over and and kind of do things in the home and entertain at home and he wants to like be the bachelor and do the party thing and so they have they're living basically in separate areas of the compound and guess what the kids aren't in either of them uh, she's also been out and about lately she's in new york city currently and the last time that we saw her she was at a house party for anna wintour of course amal clooney on the cover of the latest issue of vogue mm-hmm. magazine yeah, it just makes me sad. I just it, that makes it's me awful. so sad. Yeah. What's wrong with my microphone? Does it I don't sound know. weird to you guys? No, yeah, just turn it up. I a think it's bit. your headphones. Yeah, oh, or you your head. I'm, I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> turn it up a little bit. <laughs> Moving on for our next blind item. Our next blind item has to do with a foreign-born former A-minus list model turned B-list actress. Okay, former A-minus list model turned B-list actress. Yes. Okay. Our blind you got that, Donna? I think Foreign so. Foreign born, former A minus list model, turned B list actress. Okay. Here's your blind item from CrazyDaysandNights.net. Everyone is so obsessed with what this foreign-born, former A-list model-turned-B-list actress and photos she takes with a family member, but totally ignore that she's sleeping with a more distant family member. What? <laughs> this is so lost. juicy. <laughs> Took a turn. Huh? Okay, so there's a pic- she's she's posting photographs of herself with a family member. Yes, she has photographs of a family with herself and a family, and a family member, member, and she's posted these photographs to social media. Now, uh-huh. again, a reminder: this is an unconfirmed blind okay. item, meaning we're going with the comments section on CrazyDaysAndNights.net. But simultaneously, she's actually sleeping with one of her other family members. Yes, and she's also maybe perhaps posted about this other family member on social media as well. Holy cow. Oh, this is messy. I know, right? I know. I I feel like I need a flow chart. Now think about foreign-born, A-list model turned B-list actress. Movie actress? Uh, Or TV? Well, she has acted in movies in the past. Her movie career was mostly, I would say, about 20 years ago. Oh, Now she's currently on television. Okay, that, that helps. Heidi Klum? No. Oh, oh darn. I, She's not really an actress. I was thinking no. younger too. I was no. like on the hottie. Think older yeah. than think older than Heidi Klum. Oh, okay. Are we um like have we talked about this person recently? Yes. Um like it's not like um hold on. Hold on. It's coming to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not like Iman. No, it's not Iman. Okay. Is younger it, than Iman. Is it um, but older than is Heidi this, Klum? Is this the same person who we talked about sleeping with uh a presidential figure for not our president. Remember, we just had one the other no, day. It was, it's not Naomi Campbell. Okay. Okay. okay now, this sorry. person was very famous. She first became famous because of something she wore on the red carpet. Oh, this okay. game makes my blood. Claudia Schiffer? No, how, not Claudia Schiffer. How about uh, my friend Maker for me? 
Remember the swan dress? Who oh, was Bjork? Um, not a model. <laughs> Donna, nor an actress. Turn off your mic. Go but home. That was, you know, I appreciated that. Thank you for now, bringing us to that place. The reason that we talked about this person <laughs> recently funny. is because she posted a photograph of herself on social media next to a family member. She received criticism because of the outfit she wore while standing next to this oh, family member. Oh, I got member. this. I got this. Okay. She was, uh, her boobs were out yep. and her people were criticizing her because of her son. She was uh, Hugh, what's his face? His girlfriend. Yep, oh, Donna, um, Donna. oh uh, hold! It's coming! It's coming! I can feel it! I can <laughs> see Elizabeth, her face. Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh shoot! It's Elizabeth. It's Liz Hurley. Yes. Whoa. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Nice. She's yes! sleeping with a family member. Yeah, what? Shut my mic off. I'm going to fill in this blind item for you on CrazyDaysAndNights.net. Everyone is so obsessed with what Elizabeth Hurley or with oh. Elizabeth Hurley and the photos she takes with her family member, her son, but totally ignore the fact she's sleeping with a more distant family member may or may not be the nephew or distant relative that was she's been posting about on social media who was uh, attacked by knife in yes! London. I just saw this posted. What? Okay, it's funny that I could not get to this place. And yet I just saw a headline about that. And I was like, what is going on here? Yes. So she very ad- she has been posting a series of social media posts. It's quite a tragic story. So her nephew was the victim of a stabbing attack in London. And she's been very vocal about this attack. In fact, she shared some of the graphic photographs uh, of the result of this stabbing incident. But anyways, if you are to believe crazydaysandnights.net, don't huh. pay attention to the photograph of her and her son. Really pay attention to this relationship that she has with her nephew. Ugh. Fascinating. Because they might be doing something. No. Also gross. It's just wow. a blind item. Blind okay. item again. Okay. All this right. is not perhaps... 100% true, but we trust Auntie Lawyer here we on the do, Colleen and Bradley Show. We do, because a lot show. of what he says pans out. Yeah, so just going to put that out there. That was fun. Uh, all I'm right, exhausting. well, now before we go, uh, I have a quick question, because we're going to have a little bit of a, let's call it a talent show, maybe, Oh, coming up. Everybody has a special voice that they use to talk to their pets. Donna? Yes? What's your pet voice? My pet voice goes a little something like this. <laughs> <laughs> it goes a little something like this. Hello, Bobby. There it is. Yeah. Oh, Bobby. He's so cute. Are you a good boy? So, 651-641-1071. How do you talk to your pets? We do it right here. <laughs> just give it just a little taste. It's like a talent show on the Colleen and Bradley show. We'll be right back. Okay, go keep a boy. Go, go, poopy. Uh, how do you talk to your animal? So maybe we can make a I'm serious. We're going to do a little showcase here on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com. We do everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is uh, in paradise, probably missing his widow Weezy. Widow so cute, but that's Holly over there. Hi, Holly. Um, and everybody has like an animal voice, and you can't help it. And so, you know, we just thought, let's let people showcase that. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. How do you talk to your animals? <laughs> 
Let's. Are you ready to go to the phones? Yes. Holly, this all actually started because we were talking about our animals in a meeting, and there's yep. nothing really more spectacular and sitting than sitting in a boardroom with a bunch of grown adults who have jobs and starting to talk about animals and everybody goes into their animal void. Oh, what yes. a cute little thing. Right? Exactly. It's entertainment. It, it totally is entertainment. So, and everyone has an animal voice. Yeah, whether, don't lie. Don't lie. Whether it's a voice that you have for your own specific pet or whenever you see a dog or a cat or a bunny. Yes. You, you use it. that voice. You Let's that go to voice. Carly. Carly's ready to showcase her animal voice for us. Hi, Carly. How do you talk to your animals? So I have three different animals, and I talk to them all differently based on their personalities. But my favorite is my, I have a little black cat, and his name is Shepherd. And I usually give him a holler, mm-hmm. and when he, he meows every time he hears my voice. And then uh, once I see him, it's, Shepherd, oh hi, baby, <laughs> hi, baby, oh. <laughs> oh, and does and then do you get like the look, like the little head tilt? Well, he actually had an ear infection when he was born, so he always has a head tilt. Oh wait, that's too cute. So it is so hard to not talk to him like that. I and know just, it's oh, possible. Baby. That's so cute. Thank oh, you, Carly. Thank have you, a great have a good day, Carly. <laughs> Bye. No, okay. So cute. I know. And then that's the other funny thing is uh, some people might find listening to other people's animal voices annoying. It just makes me want to see some animals and talk to them. It's infectious. It's so infectious. Let's go to Paul. Uh, hey, Paul. Paul, how do you talk to your animal? Hi. Well, let me preface this first by saying we have matching outfits. We have matching denim jackets and Stop. matching polo shirts and Get and, uh, out of town. Uh, what kind of animal are we talking he, here? He's a little poodle. Oh. You know, he's adorable. He's, he's my little baby. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Give me a baby. He's in the house. Give me a Come on. Brandy, come on. Give me kisses. Give me kisses. Brandy, come on. I love you, honey. But now I had some people over for dinner a couple of days ago, and I, I, this particular person I did not know, and he said, are you actually talking baby talk to your dog? I said, he's not my dog, he's my baby. Oh, <laughs> and the answer, Paul, thank you for calling. Thank the answer all. is, are you talking baby talk to your animal? Yes. yes. Why do you think that's weird? That's how they That's how they understand you. You're weird for asking exactly. me if I'm doing that to my pet. Thank you. Let's go to Cheryl quickly. Cheryl, Cheryl, how do you talk to your animal? Well, I've got a big, huge, fat cat named Cupcake, and mm-hmm. this makes my family crazy. They roll their eyeballs when I do this. I'll go, I'll say to him, a baby, <laughs> a cat, do you want a massage? And he'll come running and flip over. That's awesome. I love Cupcake. Thank you, Cheryl. Oh, oh that thanks, is hilarious. Cheryl. I have to confess, I, I think I have not done justice to my actual cat voice. My husband always tries to imitate it, and I get mad at him because he's not doing it right. No, and then they're never going to understand. No, but I always say to my teddy and my meatloaf, those are my cats, I say to them, who is this sweetest cat in the whole wide world? <laughs> That's my cat voice. Thank you. Oh. I know. Let's go to Tara. Tara, how do you talk to your animal? Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. She's a basset. And oh. I actually, she talks like this. Ah. Oh, hot pitch. That's her voice. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Like, what kinds of things does she think and say? 
Oh, well, her favorite thing to do is go, oh, my goodness, I'm so cute. <laughs> oh, Tara, oh, Tara thank you calling. so much. That's hilarious. <laughs> I was expecting something very like, low. Okay, okay. I guess I'll do that. But no, Tara has a high-pitched Who basset hound. Let's go to Shauna. Shauna, Shauna how, does your an- how do you talk to your animal? Well, I have a dog named Rocco. We call him Rocco Chapo. And we go, hey, pretty boy. Hey, pretty boy. <laughs> and he always comes and he sits at the top of the stairs when I get home. Just wagging his tail. He's a, um, a toy poodle and oh. carrier mix. Oh, I love oh, it. Shauna, so thank you, you so Shana, Thank you. Thanks for calling. I know I'm sure it's like a little bit embarrassing to publicly do your animal voice. That's okay. Sonny, do you have any animals? I do. My baby Milo. He's a cat. Okay, do the vo- now. You gotta do the voice. He has a song actually. Oh, go, sing go, it, go, go, sing it. Milo, 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 and he looks at me, and he looks at me. That's his song. He knows his song. I'm dying right now because I don't have a song for my cat. <laughs> he has but a whole song. But oddly, Donna was telling us that she has a song for her cat or her dog, Max. And now I can't find it, but she legitimately has, has a, a song, song that she yeah. sings. Yeah. That she always sings yeah. to her dog, and yeah. she sang it for me. Oh, here it is. A Max, 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 Max. <laughs> a Maxi Poo Poo. A Whippy Woo Woo. Nice. I like that. I mean, it like goes on. Max, 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 Max. A Maxi Poo Poo. A whippy woo woo. I mean, oh, I love it. She like wrote a song for her dog. She has finger snaps. I know. That song. She, I know. When I see my cat at the top of the stairs, uh-huh. every time, hew, hew, hew. there it is. Hew, hew, hew. And what about the other one? Um, Sergeant. And then, hello, boo. Ah, I love it. See, hello, boo. Everybody gets that. All right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got to do a little Colleen and Bradley theater. Are you wondering what a conversation between me here in Minnesota and Bradley Trainer in Paradise might sound like? Well, you'll hear after this.